Uh, welcome to the At YouTube Podcast, episode number 67, where we talk all things U2, album news, tour dates, and uh, new vi- music videos as they come out of the day that we record. From the staff of At YouTube.com, I'm Chris. I'm joined by Matt McGee. Hello, Matt. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm I'm well. It's a new U2 music video day, so it can't be, can't be all bad. That's right, exactly. Unless you're a really, really pissy U2 fan who doesn't like the video, I guess. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Uh, we're also joined, if you're watching the video version, you're already seeing, we've got uh, three guests today, which is a first, I think, in the virtual at U2 podcast studios, as it were. Um, along the bottom there from my l- left, I think, uh, I've got Scott. Hello, Scott. Hey, how you doing? Lovely uh, to be here. Thanks for being here. And Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, guys. And Eels. Hi, everybody. How so they they make up three fourths, if I got the number right, <laughs> of the band December. Right? We're just we're just missing. Uh, where is it, uh, Nick? Right? We are. Yeah, yeah. We we have a number of different lineups for different purposes. Okay. <laughs> so we're 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 pretty much the the live lineup at the moment. Uh, gotcha. Three of us. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. And you've got your underworld where. Terry plays keyboards and stuff, I assume. that's Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking to them about their album, forthcoming album, uh, depending on when you listen to this, I guess. As we record it anyways, it's uh, September 27th, so in three days, if I've got my math right, their album 33 will be released to the world uh, officially, and we'll... we'll get into all that but first of all just uh by way of what happened today i guess the band released you too the band released their official video for the year the best thing about me and uh matt i don't know did you have a chance to watch it today or were you too preoccupied oh i did have a chance to watch it uh, a couple times today uh, i was actually preoccupied at first but yeah it uh it's i think it's a lot of the discussion on twitter is that it's kind of not what we expected because it's not really so much a video about about ali and about you know a relationship and all that sort of stuff it's more of a uh it's like a, a tourist video of new york city i guess is kind of wouldn't you describe yeah. it that way that's what it felt a little bit like uh i in our slack where we were going back and forth on, and on twitter too is kind of described as like you two had three hours to kill on a night in New York. They're going to be on Jimmy Fallon or whatever. So let's fit in a music video and hit the high spots of New York pizza, uh, the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> you know, and uh, riding on top of a bus. Uh, and so, yeah, it felt a little throwaway in that sense. But there is a lot of, I guess, more going on there, there maybe than uh, I was willing to give it credit for at first. So, so lots of U2 fans helpfully filled me in with <laughs> other possible interpretations. How about uh, for you, Scott? Uh, across the up across the pond what's uh what are your thoughts well i only watched it i've only had time to watch it once and i was watching it in the, the the supermarket car park while i was waiting to go in to to get some as, as you guys would say groceries and I, I i thought it was yeah kind of throwaway kind kind of fun uh i didn't see any of the stuff that was supposed to have been filmed in croke park in amsterdam or, or wherever uh I, I I thought it was really not 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 much in it to to remark about. To be honest, uh, I didn't think it was really related to the song much at all. Uh, but hey, it's fun. It's you two playing the track and hanging out in New York. What's not to like? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess it was what we expected. Is is probably the the, the immediate reaction, and yeah. it, may, it may grow on me. 
Yeah, I think, and that's the uh, the underlying thing is that they're just having fun, and it's it's good fun that way. So you can't complain too much. They're not looking all sad yeah. and pissed off that they're in a big mega band <laughs> or anything. Yeah, that's so that's nice to see. How that's annoying! Fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and Matt, you'd, I don't know if this, there's like anything official, but you had said maybe there's another video coming that with some of that other footage that. Well, yeah. Well, as Scott was just saying, right, they, there was the, the Amsterdam show when the girl was up on stage and mm. that was supposedly a video shoot. And so it has nothing about that. It's, so just, I guess, yeah, as Scott was suggesting, it kind of suggests that maybe there's still more to come. Yeah, I'll, uh, one, et cetera, where they have multiple videos, versions or whatever. It definitely f- seems like an American-focused campaign, uh, speaking as a Canadian, and maybe you guys, Scotland, <laughs> outside of the U.S. anyways, can sort of feel that too. It, it doesn't feel like it's it's maybe a, p- a pitch of like, hey, America, you were, you're great. You're so good. Why are you abandoning the whatever's good about you in the past or whatever with what's going on, if that's your, your political slant anyways. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, I, ho- I hope they do come back with some of the the, the other footage. Uh, that that sounded pretty interesting. And there was talk of the girl wearing a a leather jacket in Amsterdam with the, uh, you know, the little things that are easy to destroy in the back. And I, I thought that was that was pretty. That could have been really impactful, done in the right way. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see some of that. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty cool. Maybe that. Maybe that gets timed. Maybe they release that like to coincide when they get to South America in a couple of weeks. I don't know. Yeah. 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 More of the <laughs> using the general broad strokes generalization of the American audience, North American audience can't handle creative imagery. <laughs> so they'll save that for the rest <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Send uh, Matt your hate tweets. or <laughs> No. Um, sometimes they do get gun shy though. I think in being a little too like artsy creative with uh, certain audiences anyways, it seems like sometimes, but uh, yeah, we'll see, see what, what else is to come. So um, in, by way of uh, the uh, ask at you two question, which you can, in our inbox, you can send in questions through Twitter and stuff through using the hashtag ask at you two. And we have some stuff that we'll get to with the band with December, but uh, just one interesting one that I saw that came in, I think it was a little while ago, maybe already, but at S P P S Arnold asked, what do you, what do people think is the best intro song you two has gone on stage to? And I didn't prep you guys here to give you some some thoughts about what uh, what it might be. Um, and so I'll I'll go first, I guess, and then we can go from there. But I I still feel like I like in terms of getting excited for the show. I I go back to pop and their own kind of song remix, I guess, in a way of, of pop music as kind of a fun. I don't know if it's the best, but the most interesting or fun way to sort of start a U2 show was for me. And, um, but, uh, yeah, if you guys, we've lost Paul, I think we'll try and get him back on here, but <laughs> I'm sh- they're all physically in the same house. So I, we know he's there. He's live, right? He's <laughs> his, just, his camera has disappeared, but, uh, Matt, any thoughts on, uh, it's, it's intro. Cause I was thinking like opening song of the concert, but you're, oh. you're saying well, they say going on stage too. I guess yeah, it could go either way. I don't know. Uh, I was thinking just like walked out stage. Intro song. Okay, so that's intro song. Oh wow, I was thinking opening song of the concert. So I'd have to re mm. sort of calculate. Um, what song did they? Didn't they go on uh, for elevation? Didn't they go on to like all you need is love? That's, I think that's what it was. It was a Beatles song. I think that's what it was, and I remember really enjoying that. Okay. Yeah, if you don't, we need, if you're not, and, a sh- and, pop, and, and I'm with you too. I, the, the, the pop music for, for pop was a great intro song as well. It's okay if you're not a, uh, U2 song nerd like some of the at U2 staff. I'm not really 
that's why I went with the, the obvious one that sort of first came to mind. So <laughs> how about you, Scott? You, you look like you're pontificating there, but. I love this tour. Uh, the Whole of the Moon is a, a big song in our lives and uh, the Water Boys are a huge band for us. So when we heard that they'd shifted uh, in the Joshua, Joshua Tree tour from uh, the Pogue song to the Whole of the Moon, which they seemed to do pretty mm-hmm. early on, uh, that was uh, exciting, and we we caught the show in Dublin this year, so we were in the heart of Dublin, listening to the Water Boys and seeing you two walk onto that. So that that was that was pretty special. But I mean, pop pop music was an incredible uh, intro. Uh, the one tour, I mean, I, I didn't get. To, I was a little young. I think we were all, although we're pretty vintage now. We were too young to <laughs> get to the Unforgettable Fire tour. And weren't they coming on or going off to the Clannad song at that time? Uh, I can't remember if they were coming on or going off to Harry's game, which was just pure atmosphere. Uh, and that would have been that would have been interesting uh, instead yeah. of a, a huge, huge gigantic uh, uh, rouse the crowd kind of opener. <coughs> so we got Paul back. I don't know if Paul, if you heard the question originally. Hey. <laughs> no. The uh, your favorite song that you two has come out to, uh, walked out to, is what we're we're interpreting the question as, anyways. Not their opening song, but um, how about you, Eels? Well, Paul thinks with well, Scott stole my answer. It genuinely was the Water Boys. That was a biggie for me, and to hear it in Croke Park was just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that just meant loads. And I've got a rubbish memory, so I know you guys have all got encyclopedic memories and everything, but um, you know when I'm in it, I'm in it, and I. I Scott's my memory. Usually, we just ask him what all the questions <laughs> with, and the answers are. <laughs> with the risk of only choosing the latter ones, I, I like pa- people have the power. Mm. Mm, that That's was good. a good idea. I really like that. Yeah. Chat room is and, saying uh, Kenny Single No More is saying Love Space Oddity, preceded by Soon, and Fabiana saying Arcade Fire intro, which was another good one, actually. That was oh, when I was at, which, which would be fun. Yeah. Uh, Elevation Remix, the fave walkout. War tour finished with Clannad is what uh, Kenny is saying. Oh, Unforgettable yeah, Fire was 4th of July, he thinks. So they also have the benefit of Googling and database searching yeah, on stuff. Yeah, while we're, <laughs> yeah. so don't, uh, don't give yourself too hard a time there, Eels. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. There's some of us on staff who aren't, aren't here right now who are, do have that kind of photographic memory. I don't think Matt and I are either of those two. Um, uh, so don't, don't feel too bad. So... <laughs> That was the one question for So yeah, if you can, you want to send in a question or comment for the show, uh, you can use uh, hashtag ask at you too, and we'll grab those and try and work them into future episodes as it, as it fits, I guess, and where, where we're at. So, um, but for our, our sort of roundtable discussion, we wanted to have these guys on for, because their album's coming out soon and you should all go buy it. I guess, first of all, that's obvious. Um, we're not just being paid to say that because they did give us buckets of money, but <laughs> the album is still good. Um, really? So. <laughs> <laughs> they sent it to me. I don't know. Maybe you didn't get that shipment. <laughs> it's all, yeah. Oh, it's we'd, like it, we'd like it back now, thanks. <laughs> you have to wait for the uh, wait for the review first, and then. Uh, but no, I thought I, before we get into the discussion, I just I thought Matt actually had his. The you guys quoted him uh, wherever it was on Twitter and stuff like that. But I thought Matt's review actually hit it best uh, for for what my thoughts were after hearing. I heard the the songs originally this couple that you teased, and then the listening to the whole album even this morning here, uh, Matt. You're I don't know if you remember what you said. I do remember what I said. <laughs> and what was that? I'm, I'm trying to lead <laughs> you into the... I, I said it's... The, the thing that struck me as as I was listening is that it's these... The, the songs, they're like, they're so familiar to you and you've 
you know, we've heard these songs hundreds and thousands of times maybe, and yet, you know, these guys have managed to make it sound new. And I think that's, I mean, that's like, that's not what you typically hear when you hear covers of U2 songs. It's like, oh yeah, that sounds like a cover of a U2 song, but very few of these songs sound like a cover of a U2 song. And so that's what I just, I thought that was pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Having played one time in a U2 cover band, a guitarist in a U2 cover band for one night only, <clears throat> and knowing the fear of putting that music out there to U2 fans <laughs> who are among the most, <laughs> I don't know, crit- critical and uh, discerning and obviously have the very similar right. taste to, to you and all that kind of stuff. There's a bit of uh, a nervous in doing something like that. And that was just one time on a live thing before there was cell phones everywhere. So I didn't have to worry about <laughs> anybody else hearing it. Um, but yeah, you guys, I think knocked it out of the park to, in terms of the the whole album as a collection and, and songs individually and in, in sort of your interpretation. And of course there's going to be some that people are not as happy with because it's their favorite song. And how would you ever stomp on or walk on U2's territory there or whatever? And that's going to happen. Exactly. But yeah. But uh, in terms of if you're willing to give uh, someone other than Bono a chance to sing uh, <laughs> and et cetera, uh, it's, it's an awesome right. album. So um, just by way of, I guess, introduction to the band, what, what, brought you guys together even before this project i'm assuming you were sort of collectively a thing before 33 came around yeah i mean the three of us really grew up together uh we've been doing music together in bands for at least 20 years and uh, you know putting stuff out releasing independently over here and uh, in the uk uh we uh, went through a, a couple of years when we signed a record deal back in 2004. That didn't go well, and we had to regroup after that a little. And uh, you know, it's interesting, Chris, because if you told if you told us even three, four years ago that we'd be covering you two, we'd have laughed uh, because we, we've spent the last oh, 20 yeah. years saying you never you never cover you two. You just don't, don't do, do it. You, you, you know, you, you you can't you can't do it justice. Uh, it's it's holy ground. Uh, it, it, it's you know we don't want to mess with that precious material, and it, it just kind of happened organically really uh, for us. We after we put out the Alison Stewart song, uh, it just felt the time was maybe right to experiment a little with uh, some YouTube covers, and one thing led to another, and we ended up here with a, a, a Ted song album. But we to- we totally get the reaction, which is, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> You don't cover you too. We we understand exactly. that reaction. But I guess, and Paul and Ailes can maybe add to this, but it, it, it felt like something we had to do at this stage in our lives uh, as a genuine thank you to, to you two. It really did. Uh, and Matt, Matt, you've no idea how much your review means to us, mate. It really means a lot. And your support from the start of our journey, you know, it would have been easy for you guys to have been cynical about us, but you never, you never were. You just were genuine and uh, supportive and kind, and we, we it means so much. So, so thank you. We'll, we'll go away having released this album, knowing that you know Matt McGee said it was good. And oh. it <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that's you don't know which other album oh. songs he listens to. I, I know his other bands, and I don't know if you should give. Him- <laughs> No. <laughs> I'll be I'll look. I'll, I'll be honest. I was a little skeptical at first because we get it. Like a lot of people will send us emails. Like you know, all the people that you know they do a cover and they put it on YouTube, yeah. right? And it's you know, and then they send us an email. Hey, listen to my. Co-. And so you know, this has been going on for years, and so like a lot of them are not really great. Um, and I say There's that with love in my heart. 
<laughs> yeah, there's lots of passion there. <laughs> yeah, the um, and so, yeah, so, you know, but, you know, you guys, like, I think Chris said it right, you guys hit it out of the park. So I was, yeah, I was a little worried when I first started clicking to listen. I was like, okay, this is going to be this good. This is good. This is good. Well done. So, yeah. <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. goodness. Woo. <laughs> That's the woohoo we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that. That's that's that's, that's that's there's a story about the woohoo. We were talking. Chris was saying about the 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 woohoos in bad, and I <laughs> while you were while you were departed, I was saying that you found bad probably the most challenging vocal oh, because really? of what the song means to you and all that. So yeah, what like was it like talk about yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, daunting to say the least. So, what you were saying a wee back at the beginning of the chat when you'd said, well, I think Matt was saying that he listened to it and thought, what, what's this going to sound like? Um, I, I felt exactly the same about the album. I said it wasn't a good idea. We should, really shouldn't be covering you two. It's a kind of no go. Um, but then we get mm-hmm. talked into it. So, recording Bad Ultraviolet, <laughs> these songs, all for me were. It was amazing deal. Actually, it was quite emotional in the studio, recording bad especially, because um, the lights were out. We kind of tried to get the atmosphere going, and um, but just that song personally has probably seen me through quite a lot of phases in my life, and um, it just meant loads. But when it got to the bit, it's quite a range. Bono makes singing look very easy, and the songs that they write, they are not easy to sing they might be playing copy edge parts and all that um, but to sing them it's just on another level and I don't know how he does it all the time but when it got to the woohoo bits I did sound like an owl and I was like <laughs> it was pretty bad and I just kept walking about going woohoo, woo-hoo! so um, it, it was a bit I thought nah that's going to sound utter rubbish but a studio is a wonderful thing and technology <laughs> is amazing. I'm sure it went through the auto-tuner quite a few times before it actually sounded she, like a she, melodic. She movie. actually broke auto She broke auto-tune. <laughs> I think that's that was I was listening to it just while I was making some coffee again before we recorded and, and had it playing in the kitchen here or whatever and and uh and yeah, it's it I think like I said earlier, you guys nailed that. <clears throat> in terms of a different interpretation that is still really good. Um, and I love Thanks. the idea of, uh, acoustic versions of big anthemic kind of songs, which you did a, you know, a few of those on this album, which is, I think almost like you have to kind of go the other, if you're not going to do a exact replica, you almost have to do like the other extreme of mm-hmm. what the song is like so that you're, you kind of get out of the YouTube fan who's heard that song 6,000 times, um, yeah. you know, out of their head or whatever, which another one like that for me was, um, I think Matt, you were saying the same thing was, uh, who's going to ride your wild horses too, where using a bit of a sequencer backing track, um, when kind of the, the obvious choice would be just like an acoustic version. I think there's a, there's a B side with, uh, if it with the remix version of it was called, but the temple bar remix or one of them, but with just like a straight up acoustic version. And, um, and and yeah, so it just kind of it works, I guess, and it's it's just a nice way to hear reinterpret those songs. Well, what I and what I would like, I don't know whoever wants to to talk, maybe all three of you or whoever. Um, but like when you're discussing how you're going to do the song, like 
talk about how you decide, how do I want to phrase this? How do you decide how true do you want to be to the song versus how far different do you want to be from the song? Because some of them, some of them are a little more true to the original. And then some of them, as Chris was just saying, as you guys have said, it's like a totally different take. So how do you decide on that? I'll take that one. Yeah, I, I think, again, it's mostly an, an organic thing where we'll, we'll, the three of us will be together. Scott, Scott will play a song. Aileen will then, you know, start to sing. I, I think at that stage, we, we kind of feel, where is, it, where is it going to go? Is it going to be truer to the original? Or will it be something that will strip back? Uh, it's mostly just at, at the start where Scott will say, what, what about this song? Where do we think it's going to go? I'm struggling to hear myself, oh, guys. Sorry, we can hear you, so you're you're all good. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. And from that point, we'll then say, right, okay. I think this this one will, will stay low key. This one will stay acoustic. The, the Wild Horses song, which is probably my favourite on the album, that was always going to be a, a, a bigger a bigger interpretation of of the song, and trying trying to get closer to the original. I don't think that was one we felt we wanted to strip back because it, it needs to be up there as a song feels it needs to be in that in the range in that zone. Yeah, that's one of the ones that's an interesting one where you don't have a lot of uh, live references from you two playing it. Um, again, we don't have a date. I don't have the database in front of me. I don't know how many times it's been played live, but it's certainly not in the the as far as U2 canon um, up there in, in terms of number of song times it's been played live or reference points that, P, that U2 fans have for it as a live live album but or live song. But, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a fun fun interpretation that you guys did. Um, any others, Matt, that you wanted to sort of call out as a as sort of int- or yeah, particular songs that jumped out at yeah, you? Yeah, because we Chris and I both made some notes in our doc about it um, and <laughs> the, I, the 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 one note that 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 kind of stands out to me is that I wrote um, that promenade to me sounds like it could almost fit on the passengers album because you have some really interesting like crazy <laughs> sonic yeah. like I don't like I don't know the terms to I don't know the right terms to use but it just has these sounds in there that are so unique and crazy and I love it so yeah that that one to me stands out. Wow. Yeah, thank you, Matt. That's uh, that, that's another one of those really precious ones in it, isn't it? That yeah, yeah. You you, you, you go out with real kid gloves, but we. <laughs> I mean, Eels and I have really just loved that song for as long as we've loved you too, and it, that was one that that we really wanted to do. And to go back to your earlier question, how do you decide how to do them? I, it, it's quite a quick process, really, and it's almost really instinctive uh, feeling of how they should be. Be, be done whether they should be big or in the middle or, or or stripped right back and we not we normally get to a decision quite quickly actually which is which is nice but promenade uh, uh we had we had great help from 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 graham and it's an interesting one because he he did a drum part for that uh, which was then converted into a kind of rhythmic synth thing in the studio and it was a real creative studio song, uh, which was was lovely to be part of. But we we owe Graham big time for the original drum part that was melded then into 
by by our producer really into a a landscape that we felt comfortable with and mm-hmm. on top of that we put some acoustic guitar and some electric guitar and a little bit of piano and things and ended up something that yeah I guess we we still have some nervousness about it but we feel confident putting that into the world and hopefully others will feel the, the same that, that that you do but were there were there any were there any songs that you did like the first time and you thought, no, 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 this is either too different and we need to dial it back so it's more recognizable? Or were there any, the vice versa was true, where you did it the first time and you're like, oh, it sounds too much like you two. Let's be more different. I think for, for uh. me, I think um, all the versions, I think you get away with a lot when you've got an an opposite sex singer, don't you? When a when a band that you used to get a male singer, and then suddenly you put a female voice into it. Um, but for me, anyway, um, Ultraviolet was probably that's my favourite Utah song of all time, and yeah. that was that was a biggie for me. So, I, but I had it in my head that it was going to be pretty much like the original again. Why would you want to veer far away from that at all? But uh, when it came out, and it, that was a studio decision that it was going to be acoustic and. Again, I was kind of vetoed. I was really against it, and I thought it sounded ridiculous acoustic. Um, but we just worked on it, and and that's the way it ended. So, um, but that was a bit of a surprise for me because I didn't think it would stray too far from the original song. To be honest, I I don't think any of the songs sound like they did when you're going through the studio mm-hmm. process because it's it's like standing in the lobby in the Empire State and and trying to appreciate the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can hear the echo version of what Paul said. <laughs> this is like just getting the delay of Edge, not the original, but just the echoes of delay of uh, bad or something we're getting. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. I know yeah. we're, we can hear the the spirit of what you're saying. I guess. Um, I was going to ask on Matt had referenced a sort of homecoming earlier and just from a, if I can be guitar nerd for a second, what kind of acoustic did you play on there and how did you mic slash record it for that one? Because it sounds really, just really good. And um, I don't know if you remember, whatever, that was a while yeah. ago, I guess, before you recorded it. No, it was a, a Gibson Hummingbird that I played through through that. Uh, and it was, uh, in the studio, it's, as you probably know, Chris, it's uh, DI'd and mic'd. Uh, and pretty pretty simply done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember that that one we, we first tried that in, in our living room uh, the week before we recorded it because it was quite again quite a fast process. Alice and Stuart had just gone out. The U two world had been really responsive to it. Uh, we were going to Dublin to see the I and E tour, and we kind of thought, let's try try something and see how it sounds. And there was something really beautiful about just hearing it on an acoustic guitar and with a a kind of atmospheric backing track so yeah so and it worked in the studio as well uh and but yeah that was that just a, a a good gibson acoustic uh and uh clight and uh mm-hmm. and de-eyed <laughs> i'm always just jealous of good nice sounding tone on a guitar that's the what it comes down to i guess it's, <laughs> it's like there's gotta yeah, be some secret that yeah. uh, i'm not getting but i know it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not jealous of anyone that can play guitar, that can play <laughs> piano, that can sing, that can do anything. <laughs> Me too. 
<laughs> oh, you have a beautiful voice. You stop that. Yeah. <laughs> so talk us, I guess, in uh, in launching the album, you've got uh, an event uh, on the 30th in Glasgow, right? And uh, so how can folks sort of, if they want to get the music, if they want to take part in this, if they want to help promote it, if they want to, all that kind of stuff. What's the, the marketing pitch, I guess, as it were here before the computer crashes? Yeah, again? well... <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 CD and vinyl have been available for pre-order for a while on our, our Music Glue site, which is musicglue.com uh, slash December, and you can order the, the hard copy there. Uh, from Saturday, uh, the album will be everywhere digitally, apart from those few countries where it's really tricky to license for, and sorry, Chris, Canada's one of those for some strange reason. Oh. Uh, so grab yourself a, a United States a iTunes uh, uh, store membership and you're, you're good to go. Uh, so it'll, it'll be everywhere pretty much uh, from from Saturday, and we would just love to help if, if people could help share it and uh, on Twitter and Facebook and uh, just get the the word out uh, and that that would be great. We I should say we're not a band that, that makes money. You know we don't we're self funded. We're, we independently release. Uh, the be- the best we ever hope for is to make some money back that helps fund the next project. Uh, so uh, just in case anyone thinks we're in any danger of making any money or profit, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it, <laughs> it has never happened. And, uh, never. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, we strive to be a, a, an enterprise that can be self-sustaining and uh, we, that, that has so far eluded us. <laughs> but we hope that in one day it will, it will, it will happen. Uh, so, but yeah. It, it's a tremendous privilege to be putting this out and we've had a lot of love from the U2 world and we will, we're overwhelmed with the kindness of it, to be quite honest, overwhelmed <clears throat> with the kindness. People all over the world have been, you know, got in touch, uh, bought vinyl, bought CDs and uh, uh, this whole process uh, has led to us making, made, we've made so many friends out of it. It's, it's just been really touching and uh, it's an amazing, amazing community. And so, your your guys you guys are going down to South America, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, was you want to talk about that? Uh, if you're yeah. still there. Uh, can you hear me? Hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've got a a wee trip coming up to Brazil, Sao Paulo, um, and the guys at YouTube Brazil um, put it all together and. With the help of some friends back here, it's 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 all happening. So really excited about that. It's probably the furthest any of us, Paul, furthest you've travelled, maybe. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so yeah, it's a bit. It's a, still a wee bit bemused by the whole thing. And, um, I don't. Th- <laughs> no idea why. <laughs> However, we're going and we're taking it, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think I have heard. I mean, we've never seen you two playing in South America. Um, but I've heard, you know, these guys are up for a bit of a party, so um, I'm looking forward to it, and I think it'll be awesome. And just thanks to the guys in Brazil, it really is a, a major honour for us to come and play, and um, and we're getting to see the show as well through uh, our friend Mariana and, and Andy. So um, we're just thoroughly looking forward to it. So why don't you guys come and you can join? <laughs> <me>? <laughs> hey, if anybody wants to bring Chris, the podcast, you're very welcome. Yeah. I think if there's if there's any money in in music, 
there's even less in podcasting. So just yeah. Yeah, we're not going to be there for the same reason that we haven't figured out how to make money either. So. Yeah. Nobody's asking us to come yeah. do live shows of the podcast in Brazil yet. So, we'll. <laughs> but uh, Fabiano in the chat room says one we're happy day, to see them here play day. live. So, okay. yeah, one day. Yeah. Well, uh, can can we say thanks to Fabiano because he was one of the key players in yeah. getting us there, and also yep. Armando Junior of YouTube Brazil. These guys have been a pleasure to to meet and deal with and they've been generous and uh, they've funded the trip uh, with all the expenses we've had this year with the album and travel and everything we were just tapped out and couldn't couldn't afford to front up the cost mm-hmm. so the YouTube Brazil are going to be funding it from ticket sales and the event and two of our, our friends uh, have uh, uh, bought into the trip and have uh, paid for it up front for us so wow. it's been a wonderful awesome. experience, experience to be the recipients of such grace and generosity and we will never we'll just never forget it and it's all through you two and their community and you know, just a real gift so we're just going to try and do our best and enjoy being in brazil <laughs> <laughs> so you're playing uh, okay, a date uh, for the show do you know offhand what it is uh, it's the 20th friday the 20th uh yeah. in a place called cine joya uh, in Sao Paulo it looks like a great venue a huge stage and a huge video screen behind the stage actually so uh, that'll be that'll be good to, to get a chance to play around with with some of that stuff but yeah uh, definitely looking forward to it and of course we have our, a launch of the album in Glasgow on, on Saturday as you mentioned Chris uh, on, the, on 30th which of course is almost 33 years to the day that you two launched The Unforgettable Fire uh, back in 1984 Nicely, so that's, nicely uh, done. One of the, what, one of the connections. Done. See that? Yeah. Do you like that little, little segue? So smooth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one, uh, one common question I know a few people have asked on Twitter and stuff in our Ask at You Two thing is, do you have any sense of whether the band, You Two, the band has heard the music or seen the videos or <laughs> anything like that? <laughs> that's a touchy subject. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's not a touchy subject. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we live in wonderment. The answer, the, the answer is uh, uh, no, but we would love to know uh, as, as you two fans, but we don't think we ever will. Uh, but we, 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 we did this to say thank you. And what, Last year when we played Dublin for the first time, uh, Chris Ailes said to me, you know, you've said what you came to say after that gig and, and she was right. And uh, although by that time we had said what we came to say, we feel that, uh, I kind of feel that this album very much kind of, it's all about that. Saying what you came to say while you've still got time in your life to say it. And you two for us have been defining completely from the mid 80s onwards and uh whether or not they ever hear it is now irrelevant. It's just been about us saying thank you in the way that that we can. You know, so if some fans go to Windmill Lane and the Joshua Tree, uh, and they write things and they, they 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 put their graffiti up. And one way that we've tried to explain this is as this is a way that we express our thanks through you know writing a song and and reinterpreting some songs. It's a bit like. You know, making the pilgrimage to Dublin and writing your love on the wall, just that we do it through instruments and through a studio and making a, a record. You know, yeah, no, that's that's exactly that. right. Yeah, 
Yeah. I've been asked, you know, over the years, you know, why did you start a YouTube website? Why do you still do a YouTube website after 20? I've always said Mm -hmm. it's how I express my fandom and that everybody needs a different way to express that. And you guys have your way and, and you did a great job. So yeah. Amen. Thumbs up. You you guys too. It's awesome. What you do. Thank you. Yeah. Totally, Matt. We, we, you, 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 you've been doing this since is it 1995 or seven? Was it or 1995? You started 1995, 90, yeah. 95. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. We're so grateful for everything that you guys do. You know, yeah. it's a complete service to the YouTube world and and and, and fan community. And yeah, absolutely brilliant. And if we ever make any money, then we'll send some new <laughs> way. <laughs> we'll help you out, guys. We'll help you and out. vice versa. Yeah. How about that? Well, we'll that's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the buckets of money you sent me, I'm not saying that back. But yeah, I agree, <laughs> I agree with this. What's great album. getting back, though, right? We are getting that back. It's Canadian currency, so it's not worth as much. But, um, no. All right. So where folks can follow, find you, uh, I think it was twitter.com slash till December T I L L right. If I don't have it in front of me, but, uh, two L's, yeah. Right? yeah. And then facebook.com slash December something, uh, December 1985. Yeah. I knew there was something else on there and, uh, and we'll have links to where you can buy the album and stuff at, uh, in the show notes, which you can find online. If you're, you're not seeing it already in your podcast player, goodstuff.fm slash ATU two slash 67. I think this is episode 67. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm sure we'll post something about it when it's, when it goes live September 30th, uh, you said like on streaming services and digital where available, I guess, right. Where that's right. Yeah. Other than Canada. So (laughs) I won't take, I won't take it personally. Do you know, Chris, it's really, it's awful about Canada because we've got so many, you know, firm friends and fans of the band in Canada. Uh, and they all have to ship in CDs and, and, and vinyl as opposed to being able to grab it on iTunes. It's a real, it's a real shame, but it's just so convoluted and expensive to do it. Hmm. Uh, I'll send so, a, sorry, a, a note over to Trudeau to see if we can get that sorted for you. But uh. yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> uh, you can follow uh, us. Yeah, you two folks. Twitter.com slash ATU2. Facebook.com slash ATU2.com. Instagram.com slash ATU2.com as well. Uh, if, if you guys have your solo outside the band, Twitter, social, whatever that you want to hand out, uh, we've lost Paul. I don't know if Paul can still hear us, but uh, starting with Scott, then Paul and Eels. Scott, where can folks follow you or find you? Uh, I, 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 I think on Twitter I'm Scott from December. <laughs> so I'm afraid... That's uh, so he remembers who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just Paul Ferry. Paul's here. Paul's Paul here. is P-A-U-L-F-E-R-I-E. <laughs> Paul Ferry. And he is? <laughs> and I, I'm actually under a homecominginteriors.co.uk, actually. Homecoming Interiors. All right. Find me in there. But you don't... And if you want anything done in your house, then catch me up. <laughs> so if you want some woo- Bono or bad inspired yep. woohoos along with exactly, interior design. Exactly. Reels is who you get in touch with. All right. If you want some U2 albums and frames, I'm your man. <laughs> and uh, Matt is at Matt McGee. I'm I at iChris on Twitter. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks for the folks who tried to stick with us through the video stream. I know is dropping in and out at various times. Apologies for that. But uh, we had a great time chatting with uh, folks from December. Where? Oh, yeah. Where is the, what's the band's name? Where does that come from? It's not very SEO friendly, uh, I'll say. For it's so we're, it's nope. the Water Boys, actually. Okay. Scott, you take it. 
Uh, okay. Uh, the Waterboys had a song on their first album called December, which is one of the most poetic, wonderful songs you will ever hear. And when we were starting December many, many years ago, we were looking for a name and we were listening to the Waterboys at the time and, and you too. And it just felt felt right. So the band became December. And it's well worth a listen to the Waterboys December. It's just full of poetry and emotion. Uh, and it's like a folk punk anthem. And it's wonderful. Awesome. Okay. On that note, we will see you again next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you were... 